I, I think that the one thing that is constant over the past year, two years, three years is that there's constant change. There's constant turmoil. Today, uh, we're obviously seeing a lot of uh, chatter about what's going on in China. And uh, we've seen turmoil uh, in the financial systems. And I, I really think that we've got a tinderbox here and, and exactly what lights it. I don't know for certain. It's always difficult to figure out in advance what catalysts might be to ignite things. What we've seen over the past several years is a real shift in gold holdings from west to east. There is accumulation going on by the central banks now around the world. What's this for? Why is this happening? Well, I think that this leads to the question, are we in the midst of the early stages of a real monetary reset here. I think personally that as soon as we see Fed reverse course there, I think that's the spark that could ignite the gold market. Welcome to another RTD interview. Today I'm excited to have first time guests, Mr. Brian Susarchuk. CEO of Zakatas Silver. Today, Brian joins us to share his thoughts on the economy, the importance of precious metals, as well as opportunities in the mining space. So, Brian, welcome to RTD Interviews. Thanks a lot for having me on, Michael. Yes, I appreciate you taking time to join me uh, and to share your thoughts on what's going on now, as well as the opportunities in the mining space. And so before we dive in further, I'd like to give the audience a chance to get a chance to know the guest. And so if you don't mind, give us a brief snippet of your background and how you've arrived at this point in your career, if you don't mind. Absolutely. So I've been involved in mine finance and structuring, operating mining companies uh, all over the world for the better part of 20 years. I was a co-founder and former president of K92 Mining, which has grown from a real micro cap small situation to a situation today through which the company is trading with a market capitalization in the two billion dollar range the the company has approximately 1600 employees operates in papua new guinea a gold and copper mine my latest venture is zacatecas silver as you mentioned and this is a company with a great gold project in mexico quite advanced stage we're marching it towards production and also separately a great silver asset that we continue to improve uh, and expand through drilling. All right. Sounds good. Thank you for sharing that. And so definitely looking forward to getting more updates as to operations there and things of that nature and diving deep into it. But before we get into that, I'd like to lay the foundation and get your thoughts on current environment, especially as a CEO, as well as an investor, uh, on the importance of metals in, in particular, given this current environment now. And so as, as a CEO, someone who's sitting behind the desk looking out and surveying the land in reference to you know, your operations for the company, you know, what are some things perhaps that concerns you from the, from the financial spectrum or, or as well as the economy in general, as well as what are some things that excite you as well about things to come? Absolutely. So as you know, uh, currently I'm over in London in the UK for the Mines and Money Conference, which is a large mining conference held every year here. And I've had the opportunity to chat with a lot of participants, investors, speculators, CEOs of, of mining companies, traders, etc. And I, I think that the one thing that is constant over the past year, two years, three years, is that there's constant change. There's constant turmoil. Today, 
uh, we're obviously seeing a lot of uh, chatter about what's going on in China and the large scale, widespread and perhaps growing uh, protests there. Uh, we've seen turmoil uh, in the financial systems. And I, I really think that we've got a tinderbox here and, and exactly what lights it, I don't know for certain. It's always difficult to figure out in advance what catalysts might be to ignite things and really get momentum going. But the setup for gold and silver, in my opinion, has just never been better. And we've seen paper currencies around the world lose value at a rapid pace versus gold. The last paper currency uh, that has held on, and I think that it won't be for long, of course, is the USD. A good point there. And I'm curious to get your thoughts on a variety of subjects you just mentioned there. So the China situation, that's very interesting because it's uh, hitting the mainstream news here, especially very hard in the West. And of course, you know, China has been known as a large gold accumulator over the last several uh, years, to say the least. And so in your opinion, you know, if things continue to spiral out of control, do you see it spilling over to where, you know, confidence is shaken in that region? And of course, gold and silver tend to reflect whether positive, positively or negatively. How do you think gold and silver may respond as a result of this as things continue to escalate, if it does? Yeah, it's a great question. I think that what we've seen, as you mentioned, over the past several years is a real shift in gold holdings from west to east. We've seen China as big buyers of gold, India as big buyers of gold, the BRIC countries as big buyers of gold where we in the West have been asleep at the switch a little bit here. And if you look at what the central banks around the world are doing, and I think it's important to look at what they're doing and not what they're saying, is that there is accumulation going on by the central banks now around the world uh, of gold. We've also got individual consumers and institutional investors accumulating gold. And what's this for? Why is this happening? Well, I think that this leads to the question, are we in the midst of the early stages of a real monetary reset here? And I think it's a, a, a true uh, possibility. And we see countries like China uh, preparing for uh, a collapse or at least a pullback in the USD. So very interesting times. And again, this setup for gold and silver in my career from a macro perspective has just never been better. Right. I do agree. And also it's interesting how you mentioned uh, those nations there. And of course we got Russia, Ukraine situation. And just this past summer, Putin mentioned the need for a new international uh, currency of some type. And so I assume that gold would have to be a part of that equation. Wouldn't you assume with all this gold accumulation? Yes, absolutely. And gold for, as you know, for thousands of years has been a store of value. It's been a hedge against uncertainty. And gold has functioned well, uh, despite the fact that we all believe it should be much higher right now. The setup is that good. I think it's a matter of time and that we could go on an explosive run on, on gold and silver here in relatively short order. Uh, a lot of other currencies have come and gone over those thousands of years that gold has been the one true currency out there that's lasted the test of time that has maintained value, maintained purchasing power, and has acted as real money while a whole lot of fiat ideas and currencies have come, have risen to prominence, and then faded away. 
right. Very good point there. Now, I, I'm curious to get your thoughts uh, as far as the Federal Reserve and all the activity that they've uh, concocted in reference to this uh, quantitative tightening aspect. And then, of course, a lot of chatter out there about recession, whether it's now or soon to come. You know, how will gold and silver respond? Because typically, markets correct, silver stocks sell off. Do you think it's going to be different this time, given the fact that the macro environment that we're in now? Well, I think that we've got a, a period of turmoil and uncertainty. And in those types of environments, gold, silver traditionally perform well. I think that uh, what we've seen a, a little bit here of is that we've seen a sell-off uh, in some of the gold names, uh, basically throwing the baby out with the bathwater in this global search for liquidity, uh, whether the search is focused on real estate holdings, large U.S. cap names, international equities, or uh, gold, there has been a search for liquidity. I think personally that as soon as we see, uh, and we're obviously getting some indication of this now, as soon as we see a pivot uh, at all, uh, even a pivot of sentiment uh, towards uh, 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 different interest rate policy going forward, then I think gold can really be explosive uh, to the upside. And it, I believe that the economy is just too fragile. The level of debt out there is just too enormous, uh, both institutionally, government, uh, and also, of course, individual consumers. The, the debt levels are too high for rates to go too much higher in any sort of hurry. And as soon as we see the Fed reverse course there, I think that's the spark that could ignite the gold market. Mm, spark the night the gold market. And so as, of course, as a result of the gold market, you know, silver being its, uh, I guess, little brother type of atmosphere, you know, as far as the, um, the, the, the potential upside, rather, you know, gold, of course, has always been there as a monetary hedge. It's central banks heavily, heavily, heavily sought after. But also in the silver sector, we've seen a lot of movements, the silver squeeze and all these other things really bringing silver to the forefront. What are your thoughts as far as that, you know, the the, the sudden right off to the moon race of, of silver, given the fact that it's, you know, of course, more affordable for a person to average, average uh, you know, accumulate more of. What are your thoughts on silver, of course? Yeah, I'm very bullish on silver. And, you know, we hold a great gold project, as I mentioned, and Alamos Gold, which is a big gold producer, is our largest shareholder. We've also announced Eric Sprott as a shareholder who is obviously a big silver uh, bull uh, in addition to being a, a gold bull. Silver, I think we have a triple threat there. One, we have the tie-in with gold uh, as far as a monetary hedge, a hedge against uncertainty, and you've got silver there uh, as an investment quality asset. At the same time, silver plays a big part in electrification, industrialization, et cetera. And what we've seen is a relative lack of new silver supply coming into the market. Uh, and this all ought to lead uh, to a real crunch in that supply-demand side dynamic. And that should be very bullish for silver. So I know, you know we have a great gold project that we're advancing towards production. We have a great gold producer that's our largest shareholder. We're very much involved in the gold space, but in many ways, I'm even more personally bullish on silver for all of those reasons that you've just mentioned, Michael. All right. Now, that's great. Now, before we dive further into 
I'm curious to get your thoughts. You know, of course, no one can give an actual price, but given the environment we're in, you know, will this be the great super cycle, commodity super cycle that everybody, you know, is guess waiting for? And you know, price-wise, what are some ballpark figures just to start? Do you think you know is a real true indicator that this is a super cycle everybody's anticipating a scene? Well, I think that we can see gold move quite quickly here, and and I believe that gold goes from this sort of range-bound uh, area in the 1700s and uh, over the next several months has a really good uh, chance to crack up above 2000 $2,200, $2,300. And again, it, it is tough without a proverbial crystal ball to pinpoint prices, but I think gold can go a multiple of where it is today, and the same goes for silver. Uh, we've always looked at assets that are high grade, high margin. Those are uh, our two main parameters for getting involved in a project. When I co-founded K92, and again, former president there, um, K92 has become under the great leadership of the CEO, John Lewins, who happens to be on our Zacatecas board. I mean, it's become one of the lower cost gold producers around, one of the highest margin gold producers around. And that's what we targeted that project for when we originally acquired it. With Zacatacus, our Esperanza Gold project is one of the highest grade oxide gold projects out there, having a resource in the million ounce range and open for expansion that's at the development stage. So I believe gold goes a lot higher, silver goes a lot higher. But if we're wrong in the short term or if that takes longer to happen than I personally believe it will, we still want to look at projects that can do well even in a softer gold-silver environment. Interesting there. So let's yeah, let's dive head into the Zacatecas. I'm curious to uh, you know just hear more about what's going on. I was going through some of the news clips and it seems like you guys have a lot of activity going on now. So for those, and of course, this audience here, we're we're new in the mining space. I encourage people, of all, of course, always as a personal my personal choices, make sure you hold physical. But then also there's opportunity in the mining space. So we're still learning here. So it's always good to connect with people who live in this space to educate us. So uh, give us a little bit more in depth of the origins of the company. You guys are located in Mexico. Just feel free to just walk us back and just give us some of the gra grassroots movements of, of the company there so we can get a greater understanding. Sure. So Zacatecas um, was formed to acquire a silver asset that we really liked after looking all over the world for good assets over uh, a year-long process uh, in Zacatecas, Mexico. And this silver asset, a great asset, we have a resource, a nice silver resource on the asset, and we continue to expand it through drilling. Over the past several months, we entered into a transformational transaction with Alamos Gold, through which we purchased the Esperanza Gold Project in Morelos within Mexico. And this is a project that we've just come out uh, with our first resource on. The resource is very impressive. Like I say, oxide gold, high grade. Uh, for those of uh, you that pay a lot of attention to the gold space, we have 956,000 ounces in the M&I category. 276,000 ounces in the inferred category in this initial resource. And again, high grade, high potential margin, near surface. And this is a project that transformed the company. So we really have 
a great gold project and also a great silver project. Uh, management has a lot of skin in the game here. We're big personal shareholders of the company. And additionally, like I mentioned, Alamos Gold, very successful gold miner, is our largest shareholder. We also previously announced Eric Sprott as a large shareholder. And the last financing that was completed was done at Canadian $1.10, and we raised $19 million in that range. The stock is actually trading a little bit below that right now. So again, I agree. People have to do their own due diligence, talk to an advisor, uh, really see if it's right for them. But if people like gold and silver, I just think this is a very compelling time uh, to take a look at Zacatacus because of the fact we've got two high-quality assets, management team with a proven track record, and some of the most successful institutional gold and silver specialists in the space invested in the company. All right, that's a good point there. And so, I, of course, as a CEO, you have a lot of skin in the game. So that definitely shows that uh, you're willing to put your your money where your mouth is, or where your efforts are in the ground, rather. And so, as looking forward, I guess you know we're at the end of 2022. You know, coming into 2023, you know, give us, uh, I guess, an outlook rather as to what you what you expect to see and what excites you about uh, this upcoming year and and beyond. Sure. So over the past uh, month, we put out this initial resources. I mentioned, and that was a big catalyst. And uh, we've started to trade with a bit more liquidity. There's more attention on it because the resource that we put out was just extremely impressive for precious metals investors that are specialists in the space. The next step now is to put out uh, an economic study, which is a PFS that is now underway and that will really show people what the economics look like on this project. And that's a big upcoming catalyst. And our goal is that this will show high margin, low capex, uh, high grade situation. And we're very excited about getting this PFS out. And we're guiding that that should occur in the first half of 23, uh, hopefully Q1 of 23, and like I say, it's well underway. In the meantime, in addition to the great gold resource and the great silver resource we already have, we have a, a bunch of drilling planned in the future to expand the already impressive resources at both projects. All right. Well, Brian, uh, is there anything else that the audience should really know about? Of course, I want to point them back to you as well as give us information as to where you guys are trading at and things of that nature. And of course, I'll have more details in, in the description, but you know, give us a viewpoint where people can find out more information. Sure. We're at ZacatacusSilver.com and that's our website. We also file all of our important documents on CEDAR and people can take a look there um, and at the same time, I think it's important to point out that some of the best investors in the space, institutional investors, CEOs of other mining companies, etc., just invested in the not too distant past at a dollar ten, a higher level than people can enter now. And since that nineteen million dollar financing closed, the situation's only gotten better on the ground. So. I do think for people that like to invest, like to speculate in gold and silver, it makes sense to own gold and silver equities with resources in the ground. 
All right. Sounds good there. So definitely I look forward to, uh, I guess, staying up to breast with what you guys have going on. Of course, having you on in 2023 and seeing where we're at that point there and going through more of the figures. But uh, Brian, once again, thank you for introducing the company to uh, RTD viewers here and definitely uh, giving, your, giving us your perspective on where we're at and what excites you for upcoming years. It's definitely going to be a very interesting year for the metal space as well as the mining sector. So uh, thank you once again for joining us on RTD interviews. Great. Thank you for having me on.